Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the world. We've got another Donald Trump indictment, another set of, a series of nonsensical things by our federal government. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump's indictments and continued indictments, yeah, they, they're, they're garbage. I mean, this is absolutely the weaponization of the justice system, just like it's happening with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Right, so I'm dealing with this with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and I'm uh, involved with all sorts of other things. But what we're seeing here is the weaponization of the justice system and the political process. We're seeing a Biden administration, and in Ohio, we're seeing a Republican administration supporting this weaponization of justice. And yeah, it, it's an absolute affront to to everything that we, the people, stand for. Let me uh, let me talk to you about one of the things that's core to this, right? Uh, and and I'm going to tell you guys right now. This segment's going to be a little heady. We got some some things that are going to be a bit deep, and I want to apologize to you for that. But there's nothing I can do. I got to make sure that you guys are aware and hearing what's going on here. So the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, okay, uh, states. Uh, very famously, uh, that no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment of an indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising uh, in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense or to be put twice in jeopardy of life, limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against self, nor deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Okay, so that is the Fifth Amendment. And I'm going to read an excerpt to you from the Fourteenth Amendment, okay? Uh, Section 1 of the Fourteenth Amendment says... All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are the citizens of the United States and of the state in which they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. All right, so we got the Fifth and the Fourteenth Amendments, right? That sounds super exciting, right? Okay. I understand that those two may not be the sexiest sounding amendments, but they're pretty darn critical, folks. And I want to focus in on this concept of the denial of uh, life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Okay, what is due process of law? Uh, here's this is law school for you guys, right? I'm gonna put you guys to sleep real quick, which is always a great a great track uh, trick, right? You guys are listening to the radio, you're watching me on the podcast. So what's Ren's gonna do? He's gonna put me to sleep. That's the best way to make sure you keep listening, right? Okay, uh, no one ever said I was good at this. 
Anyways, uh, due process is broken down into two categories, if you will. One is the process, the process required under the law to ensure that, that you are given a fair shake, if you will, right? It's the process due to you in the literal sense of the term. Uh, the other is something called substantive due process. Now, you may or may not have noticed that there wasn't a whole lot in either the 5th or the 14th about any sort of substantive due process. Uh, or maybe you didn't, because I may not have told you what substantive due process. Substantive due process is the concept that uh, life, liberty, property, some of these things uh, are, are suggesting that we have certain inalienable rights, certain rights that are really undisputably exist under the Constitution, and uh, that uh, even though they aren't specifically enumerated, they're there. Now, I'm not... Uh, Nitpicking here, folks, right? Uh, I, I personally think that, that the four, Ninth Amendment would have been more appropriate for the substantive due process rights to be identified under because it, it's much more clearly related, but that's just me and I'm not a scholar, I guess. I'm just some guy. Um, the, the substantive due process rights are where they come up with things like abortion and this and that and other, right? I, that's where that all comes from, rights to privacy, things like that. Things that aren't necessarily enumerated elsewhere are typically found tied in through the 14th Amendment's uh, substantive due process analysis. But I don't want to, I'm not interested in the substantive due process right now. I'm interested in the actual procedural due process. Now, procedural due process is not something that people find exciting to study, but it's critical to the law. Procedural due process is what provides fairness, right? So procedural due process is, um, you know, you're getting arrested and uh, they don't read you your Miranda rights. And so, you know, uh, the thing gets thrown out. Uh, procedural due process is uh, you didn't get notice of a hearing, so the hearing can't take place. Procedural due process is making sure that the processes and procedures are there to ensure that a trial and any sort of adjudication of justice is actually fair, right? The procedural due process is a huge, huge, huge aspect of the law, and it's also very deep. There are a ton of things that go into procedural due process, and frankly, I couldn't even come close in this show to to really doing justice to all the things that are implicated in procedural due process it's a very complicated thing but 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 suffice it to say that uh you've got certain things like deprivation of life liberty or property without due process none of those things can occur without it so you've got to make sure it happens uh when we look at, at those deprivations, and we look at that due process that is required, there are a lot of things that go in there, right? So in criminal cases, there's an extensive amount of due process, and it's pretty well enumerated at this point and defined by the law, right? Because the people said, hey, this wasn't fair. You arrested me and did this. It wasn't fair. And they sued, and the, the Supreme Court said, well, it's fair or it's not fair, right? So this was all laid out. Now, that is a critical thing. And with Donald Trump, I would argue that, that there are a number of breakdowns occurring in the due process uh, that he is owed. 
right? These guys are not uh, blindly investigating because they think that he did something wrong. Uh, they're they're to turn upon uh, trumping up charges against this guy right and left. And uh, they're charging him with things that they shouldn't. And I think that in many cases, you have, you have a very strong argument for prosecutorial misconduct, ethics violations, and other such things, probably violations of the law. I mean, I would argue that uh, a number of these are 83 violations, 42 USC 1983 violations, other such things. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Uh there's other there's other laws related to this, and I, I would love to see Trump suing some of these guys over this. That said, um, <clears throat> we also have other people like Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who are seeing their due process stamped on. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Sherry than the Donald on this segment because uh, you know Sherry's situation is pretty interesting. Now, Sherry Tenpenny, for anybody who doesn't know, we interviewed her the other day. Uh, Dr. Tenpenny is a good friend of mine. She's also a client. And the Medical Board of Ohio has been investigating her for a couple of years now. And I'm able to talk about some of this because it's public record. And, uh, you know, we are going to be taking action on it. And we're pushing for legislative reform. So it's really important that I talk about this publicly. So Dr. Tenpenny uh, spoke in a state hearing. Right. She went down to the state house. She was invited to speak, and she spoke on some legislation that was pending before the Ohio House of Representatives. Several things happened. First of all, uh, while she was there, uh, some Democrats and some other people had something set up to try and make her look stupid. They asked her a question related to the COVID vaccines about 5G and magnetism and this, that, and the other. And she said, well, if it's happening, we ought to investigate it, Right. I mean, I, I don't want to be ridiculous here, but if you're a scientist and there's evidence of something strange happening, shouldn't you investigate it? Really? I mean, there were a lot of a lot of lot of uh, videos and a lot of people who actually were willing to testify under oath to you know uh, magnetic injection sites, for example, when the COVID vaccines first came out. Now, is it real? I don't know. I have no idea. But what I do know is there were a lot of videos that were running around on YouTube and TikTok of people sticking keys to their arm right after their COVID injection. Was that from the COVID injection? None of us know. But here's the thing. They asked Sherry about it, and she said, well, if that's happening, you ought to investigate it. Now, because the leftist news media is what they are, they took that, they took it out of context, they spun it and tried to make her look silly. But she didn't actually say the vaccines make you magnetic. She just said that, you know, we ought to investigate this, right? Uh, seems pretty fair. And, you know, it was a setup, but the whole thing was an exercise of political speech, regardless of what she said. If she would have said that the vaccines were going to turn you into a three-headed mutant dog uh, that liked to pee on fire hydrants, she would have been well within her rights to say that, and it still would have been protected speech because this was political speech. This was at a hearing uh, for a bill, and she can suggest whatever she wants as long as she's not lying. And if she believes that it's going to uh, that the vaccines would turn you into three-headed mutant dog, then she's welcome to testify to that, right? So anyways, she testified, and the board decided that they didn't like what she had to say. And so the vaccine companies, the big pharma and the board and all these people, 
uh, you know, made it known that they didn't like it. And there were a bunch of groups out there that were funded that didn't have anything to do with the doctors or nurses or lawyers or anybody who they were funded to do this with, but they were funded to file ethics complaints with various boards around the country to try and go after people for speaking out. This was a way to silence doctors and, and what have you. So they did, uh, we believe, we don't know for sure. But Sherry was uh, told that she had complaints against her. And here's the thing. Under the due process clause, you cannot begin an investigation uh, on in bad faith. So when you have people complaining about her free exercising her free speech rights, the the Ohio Medical Board does not have the right to investigate her medical practice for what she said in front of the state legislature. It just doesn't. They don't, they don't have that right. But yet they convinced, they, they commenced an investigation. Not only did they inv- commence an investigation, they actually opened up by saying, hey, you said this in front of the state board, and so you need to go get a psychological evaluation. Yeah, think about that, folks. And they wanted her to pay for her own psychological evaluation out of her pocket, despite the fact that they were telling her who she was supposed to go see. Think about that. He's like, that was a setup, folks. All right, so this whole thing's nonsense and continues on. And uh, when when someone does something illegal, lawyers have a right to object, right? Due process of law means that the lawyers have a right to say, hey, what you're doing to Sherry is not right. It's illegal. We don't think it's ethical. We don't think it's right. And so we object. And then if the Ohio Medical Board wanted to, to have Sherry uh, you know, uh, compel her to testify or compel her to do anything. They had every right to go to court and say, hey, court, Sherry is doing this and we think she should have to uh, uh, come in and be investigated because, uh, you know, uh, she exercised her free speech rights. Well, the board didn't want to do that because the court would have laughed them out of court. So the board then uh, just didn't do anything other than continue to harass Sherry on and off. And we continued to object, and they never went to court to do anything, even though we did what was appropriate for Sherry. Fast forward to here uh, a few months back, and the board decides to charge Sherry with failure to cooperate with an investigation. That's right, folks. After they commence a bunch of illegal investigations, they then decide to charge her with failing to cooperate Again, presumably all based on a bunch of complaints that they won't even let her see. They won't even share with her what uh, the complaints that were made against her are. Now, they have every uh, obligation to do that under the Constitution. You can't accuse someone of breaking a law and not tell them what they did. But the board says, no, we can't. we got to keep the identities of the complainers uh, private. Well, they do have to keep the identities of the complainers private, but not the complaints. The nature of the complaints is critical. How can we possibly respond to a complaint if we don't know what it is? But this isn't about ethics. This isn't about an investigation. This isn't about anything. This is about trying to railroad Sherry Tenpenny. This is about trying to take her license without due process of law. They don't, now understand, Sherry has a constitutionally recognized property right in her 
uh, medical license. They want to deprive her life, liberty, or property without due process of law because the big money, big pharma crooks want them to. Because that's what their corporate masters have said. And what's really shocking is that the Republican AG of Ohio's office went and said, oh, well, this is okay. They want to say, they want to compare this to denying a breathalyzer and losing your license. It's not. Because you can't require someone to take a breathalyzer if they haven't done anything that gives you a reason to believe that they're drunk. Sherry didn't do anything to give you any reason that she, to believe that she did anything wrong in her medical practice. This is 100% based on procedure, procedure that we rightly objected to. This is an egregious violation of due process. This is a violation of her rights, and I would like the Republican AG of Ohio to speak out on this. I would also like to push for legislation to fix this, just to clarify that we cannot have this again. It's egregious. It's absurd. Support us at TomRens.com. Support Sherry Tenpenny. We'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know, so I'm going to stick with due process. I'm going to stick with what's going on because this is so important to our country right now. And uh, there's a wonderful article by J.D. Rucker, uh, J.D. over at uh, Liberty Daily. I love those guys. Uh, he's talking about uh, Trump and the kangaroo court. And, you know, we talk about Sherry and the violation of her due process, right? So you've got, you've got a situation with Sherry Tenpenny 
where uh, they don't even tell her what she's been accused of doing wrong, but some unelected bureaucratic body decides to investigate her uh, for some super secret reason and then uh, pull her license because she's not cooperating with their uh, witch hunt. I mean, think about that, folks. Hey, uh, we're going to investigate you, and if you don't let us, you're going to be deprived of your property right and, and your legally recognized interest in your property right, which is your, your uh, license to practice medicine, um, because. And when we say cooperate, we mean we can ask you anything we want about anything we want, and if you don't help, uh, then clearly there's something wrong with what you do, right? So this is what uh, the medical board is trying to do to Sherry. Um, I mean, it's unconstitutional on every level imaginable. Uh, Further, I want to point out some irony, right? So the bureaucrats at the Ohio Medical Board have a recognized property interest in their jobs, just like Sherry has a recognized property interest in her medical license. Yet... uh, so if you want to fire any of the bureaucrats that work for the Ohio uh, Medical Board, you would have to give them a hearing. You'd have to have a good cause. You can't just fire them. They're not at will. Ohio's an at-will state except for government employees, right? Government employees are never at will uh, because they have a legally recognized property interest in their job. Well, so these guys, uh, you know, they can't be fired without a fair hearing and without good cause, Right. But they can take Sherry's license without any sort of fair cause or fair hearing. Sound sound right? Yeah, that's 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 about right for government workers. Government workers uh, are protected in their jobs, and uh, yeah, I think we had to pass legislation that all government workers are at will employees. How about that? You think we could do that? I don't know if that would work or not. I would have to. I don't even know if that'd be legal, but we'd have to figure it out. Anyways, uh, in the same way, uh, Donald Trump is being denied due process a little bit. I guess it's a little bit different. So Donald Trump is an administrative thing, and he's being charged criminally. Now, I think we could really make a hell of a uh, debate over which is worse, what they're doing to Trump or doing to Tenpenny. But they're both just ludicrous. And uh, J.D. did a great job talking about this uh, This. Uh, kangaroo court that they've got going on in Georgia because there's you know the new uh, the new charges and he brings up uh, he brings up and I'm going to read this the definition of kangaroo court as described in Wikipedia kangaroo court is an informal pejorative term for a court that ignores recognized standards of law or justice carries little or no official standing in the territory within which it resides and is typically convened ad hoc a kangaroo court may ignore due process and come to a predetermined conclusion the term is also used for a court held uh, held by a legitimate judicial authority but which intentionally disregards the court's legal or ethical obligations compare show trial now I would say uh, that there is one substantial difference here, right? Um, I think that when we talk about Donald Trump, whether or not it is a, I mean, the, the, the judicial hearing, or I'm sorry, the administrative hearing for Sherry Tenpenny was absolutely a kangaroo court. They had uh, speeches written before we even had the hearing. 
I mean, these guys knew exactly what they were doing. It was absolutely a joke. Uh, but with Donald Trump, I would say this. Um, I don't have evidence to show that the courts are kangaroo courts. I do have an immense amount of evidence to suggest that all that the prosecutors are acting as kangaroo prosecutors. These guys are crooked as can be. This uh, Jack Smith is a joke. I mean, this guy, that, that's not even remotely close to legitimate what he's doing. And now you look at this clown down in uh, uh, Georgia. I mean, listen, here are the charges uh, that were leaked before the grand jury deliberated, right? Uh, okay, so we had violation of the Georgia RICO, which is Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, conspiracy to commit uh, false statements and writings, conspiracy to commit filing false documents, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, conspiracy to commit false flags and sta uh, false statements and writings, filing false documents, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, false statements and writings, solicitation violation of false statements and writings. I mean, the, over and over and over. And this, uh, this clown, this Fannie Willis clown, who was funded by George Soros, um, I mean, it's ridiculous, folks. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, really, I mean, you're looking at someone who is corrupt on a level that we can't, can't even fathom. And here, here's what they're saying, right? Uh, this is from, uh, where's this from? Uh, well, the article says, okay, among the charges in the document are a few absolutely insane, quote, supporting facts that are being blasted on social media. The first act of reserving a media is apparently illegal in Biden's America. So what we've got here is uh, an illegal act, apparently. On or about the 11th day of December 2020, James Schaefer reserved meeting room 16 at the George State Capitol in Fulton County, Georgia, for the December 14th, 2020 meeting of Trump presidential nominees in the Fulton County, Georgia. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Reserving a meeting room is an overt act in furtherance of a conspiracy? Really? Um, okay, if you say so. Here's another tweet uh, from there. Um, On or about the third day of December 2020, Donald Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account, Real Donald Trump, Georgia hearings no on OANN. Amazing. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. So Donald Trump complaining about no hearings on OAN is furtherance of a conspiracy? That sounds like free speech to me. How is that furtherance of a conspiracy? How is that not an ethical violation for Fannie to put that in there? To suggest that, that something that is clearly free political speech is furtherance of a conspiracy seems to be a bit of a, 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 a ethical and possibly criminal violation to me. I mean, why is she putting this in there? How is Fanny not being charged? Charging her would seem to make more sense than charging him now that she's done this. Uh, third is when President Trump hurt Mike Pence's feelings. Mike Pence, 
the biggest weenie in America. On or about the sixth day of January 2021, Donald Trump placed a telephone call to Vice President Mike Pence and solicited him to disrupt and delay joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021, the day prescribed by law for counting votes cased by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from Georgia and other states. When Pence refused, Donald Trump stated that Pence would go down as a wimp and that Pence was not protecting the United States. This was an overt act in furtherance. How is calling Pence a wimp an overt act of anything? I mean, calling this guy and saying, hey, do what I think you ought to do. Okay, now if Donald Trump didn't believe, this is really important. When you look at criminal law, uh, one of the aspects of criminal law is called the mens rea, M-E-N-S-R-E-A. Okay, a little Latin for you. And that's mental state, folks. Okay, the mens rea has to occur at the same time as actus reus, which is the act, right? So uh, you have to, for a crime to be committed, generally speaking, depending on the crime, you have to have the required mental state, and it has to coincide with the act, right? So when Donald Trump called Mike Pence, for this to be a crime, when Donald Trump called Mike Pence and said, hey, uh, I think you should vote against the, or stop this or do whatever you got to do, they have to prove that Donald Trump knew he was lying and that this was uh, something he was doing as part of a criminal conspiracy as opposed to something he believed to be the right thing to do. How are you going to do that? What evidence is there? There's no evidence. They know there's no evidence. S is prosecutorial misconduct, in my opinion, folks. They know there's no evidence. They're just doing this to harass him. The purpose of this is to harass Donald Trump and to interfere with an election, which is quite uh, quite illegal, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Fanny should be indicted under a grand jury. And I'm wondering where the Republicans in Georgia are on this. Are they investigating Fannie? When are we going to have some Republicans at the state level with the cojones to do what's right? They ought to invest, uh, commit, uh, commence a grand jury on Fannie. Fannie needs investigated. Is she breaking the law? This is Georgia. Georgia's a Republican state. How about someone commences a, a grand jury to see whether Fanny's breaking the law by doing what she's doing? I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I don't see it happening, though, folks. Uh, Willis said during her press conference announcing the charges, every individual charge in the indictment is charged with one count of violating Georgia's RICO uh, Act through participation in a criminal enterprise in Fulton County, Georgia, and elsewhere to accomplish a legal goal of allowing, President, allowing Donald Trump to feasibly the presidential term of office beginning in January. This is absolutely ridiculous, folks. Specifically, she says, the participants in the association took various actions in Georgia and elsewhere to block counting of votes of the presidential electors who were certified as winners of Georgia's 2020 general election. Uh, as you examine the indictment, you will see acts that are identified as overt acts and those that are identified as predicate acts, sometimes called acts of racketeering activity. Overt acts are not necessarily crimes under Georgia law in isolation, but are alleged to be acts taken in furtherance of the conspiracy. 
Many occurred in Georgia and some occur in other jurisdictions and are included because the grand jury believes they were part of an illegal effort to overturn the results in Georgia's 2020 presidential election. Folks, this is not being done in good faith. This is not a RICO conspiracy because ultimately, unless Donald Trump believed that he lost election and unless they can prove it and unless all, they can prove that all these people knew that that you know Donald Trump lost election did not believe in election fraud did not believe in any of this unless they can prove that this whole thing is garbage and they can't the mens rea is not there folks we need to talk about the mens rea because the mens rea is a necessary thing for this you can't participate in a conspiracy to do something illegal if you don't think it's illegal. Real simple, right? Donald Trump believed that the election was stolen. And you know what? It doesn't even matter whether you believe that the election was stolen. The thing is, is he did, which means that there is no question about whether this is a criminal act or not. It's not. It's very clear. It's very simple. Donald Trump didn't break any laws by committing a conspiracy to overturn an election that he thought was fraudulently stolen. In Donald Trump's mind, he was fighting for a fair outcome that he believed to be true. And uh, frankly, I agree with him. It looks like there was a lot of fraud committed. Did you see my uh, interview with the head of the Republican uh, Party of Michigan recently where she talked about the fact that this was stolen? It was absolute, there was an immense amount of evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. Uh, and the, anybody that doesn't see that's blind as a bat. The simple reality is, is that Donald Trump believed that there was fraud because that looks like there was fraud. Uh, we've got a lot of people who are, who are talking about this, and that's good. And the good news is, is that this is going to continue to make Donald Trump more popular because that's what happens when you, the people are awake, right? The people are not entirely, but they're waking up. And a lot of people are recognizing the fraud that's occurring. The absolute epic destruction of our, ju our justice system. They're seeing what's happening. They're seeing the nonsense. They're seeing what's going on. And uh, they're, they're standing against it. So this is just going to raise Trump's poll numbers further. Uh, this is more garbage. But I think one of the things that's critical is as this is happening, it's not enough for Donald Trump to win his cases. If we don't go after these prosecutors who are violating the law, if we don't go after the people who are violating their, their, their ethical obligations as officers of the court, then there's a real problem. And it's time, I believe, for John Roberts and his Supreme Court to make a statement on judicial activism and uh, prosecutorial activism. The role of the, the justice system in this country is very clearly to blindly ensure that the law is applied equally to all people, not just to people who are politically uh, aligned with the leadership at the moment, not just to people who aren't called Biden, right? Hunter Biden, we've got pictures of him sniffing crack off of a hooker's butt. Yet we continue to point friendly uh, special counsels and doing all these things to try and dodge uh, charging Hunter Biden with anything real. Donald Trump, you have no evidence of the mental state necessary to get a conviction, yet 
you're going to continue prosecuting him for random things because you don't like him. This is a miscarriage of justice. This is the breakdown of our justice system. And I personally think that it's time for the Supreme Court to weigh in, not on anything political, not on Donald Trump. They have to stay away from that. But I think that they need to speak up about the fact that this is happening. This is a large problem, folks. Conservative lawyers get sanctioned for bringing good faith cases against election fraud. Uh, leftist prosecutors like Fanny bring just absolute garbage cases and are celebrated in the media. You aren't going to have any lawyers to fight on your side if you don't fix this, folks. And we need uh, the, the leaders of our justice system, of our judicial system and elsewhere to speak out on this. It's not a small issue. The miscarriage of justice, the abuse of prosecutorial power and discretion, the lack of equal treatment under the law is a crucial thing. And it's not enough for us to just win a case. We have to fight this, folks. We have to fight it with every fiber of our being. We have to do everything we can do on this. Uh, This is not an acceptable thing. And I call on the lawyers and the judges, man up or woman up, It's time for us to ensure fair and equal justice under the law. Not right justice, not left justice, equal justice. We have to fight for our system. We'll be right back. Stick with us, folks. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the Stack O Stuff. We've got quite the stack today, and uh, where better to start out than uh, to start out with Hitler's biggest fan, Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, Hitler's number one fan himself. And I'm, I'm starting out here for a reason, right? Now, I want to start out, and I want to open up with this. And this is another uh, Yuval Noah Harari speech. And uh, as with everything else he does, he has to start out by talking about how much he loves Hitler. Here we go. 
Hitler and the Nazis knew perfectly well that if they wanted Germany to be a strong nation with a strong army and a strong economy, they needed millions of poor Germans to serve as soldiers in the army and as workers in the factories and offices, yeah. which is why they had a very good incentive to invest in their education and health. Right. But we may be leaving the age of the masses. So he's uh, we may be entering wait. a new era in which the masses are just not useful for anything. Oh my gosh. Uh, they'll be transformed from the working class into the useless class. Okay, folks. Okay, folks. So we start out, and everything we do starts out with uh, how did Hitler do it? Because we need to, st according to Yuval Noah Harari, everything we look at should start with how did Hitler do it? Um, now, if anybody can explain to me why, and if you notice in that speech, um, he's being, uh, he, this is uh, the Carnegie Council, and they have ethics matter in the background, right? So his speech was at the Carnegie Council, ethics matter, they say. And this guy is talking about, you know, uh, the Nazis knew. I mean, this guy is the epitome of anti-Semitism, but why won't anybody talk about it? Why will not, where are the Jewish groups talking about this guy's anti-Semitism? They want to talk about anti-Semitism everywhere else, but where are they with this guy? Now, you know, meanwhile, guys like me, who are out supporting, you know, actually preserving the life of the Jewish people. I, you know, that's why I testified at the rabbinical council. That's why I'm very pro-Israel. You know, I, I got all these things. We're, you know, guys like me, we're out there supporting Israel and, and the Jewish people. But, you know, they would love to find a reason to say I'm an anti-Semite. They just can't because I'm not. I think anti-Semitism is evil and horrible. But they won't call out Yuval Noah Harari who consistently praises Hitler. We need to look at everything from the, from the, uh, he looks at everything through the lens of what would Hitler do, right? Okay, so this ties into another story. And this is really an important one. This is in the American Thinker. And the title of this story is Comparing the Tactics of the Dems to the Nazis is no longer seen as unreasonable. So every time uh, someone comes out and says, you know, these Democrats, they're like Nazis, uh, some, uh, some Democrat front group that claims to be pro-Jewish comes out and says, this is anti-Semitic. Well, there, there's true anti-Semitism. It's from Yuval Noah Harari and the people who are supporting him. Yeah, I mean, this guy's openly talking about Hitler. Meanwhile, no one's condemning him. These same front groups that they really don't care about Jewish people. They don't really care about Judaism or the Jewish religion or the people of Abraham. No, all they actually care about is supporting their Democrat masters. If they were truly worried about anti-Semitism, they would be condemning the Ukrainian Nazis. They'd be condemning Yuval Noah Harari. They'd be condemning all the people that are supporting him. They'd be condemning George Soros, who supports Ukraine and their Nazi regiments. They'd be condemning all these people who are act, actually acting anti-Semitic rather than people who they just don't like what they say. But this isn't about anti-Semitism. It's about censorship. That said, guess what? Here we have a new thing, a new item. Poll from UK Daily Mail indicates 
what we've been proving all along, that the far left is emulating the National Socialist German Workers' Party. Poll shows that a majority of Republicans agree with comparing with Biden's regime and political persecution, political opponents, uh, to that of the Nazis and the Soviet Union. The reason that they agree is because that's what's happening. This is very Nazi-esque. This is very Soviet. This is show me the man, show me the crime, I'll show you the crime. I mean, there's no question what's happening here. And we, the people, are starting to wake up. And this whole fraudulent idea, and you know what? I challenge any group that wants to come out there and talk about anti-Semitism to talk to me and uh, let's do an on-camera discussion about why it is that you're going to call so many right-wing people anti-Semitic, but you won't acknowledge Yuval Noah Harari and his consistent praising of Hitler. You won't acknowledge the Nazis in the Ukraine or the fact that so many people like George Soros are supporting a country that has Nazis in their military. I want to talk about real anti-Semitism, right? This is kind of like the people who are out there in the race industry saying you're a racist because you don't uh, consider color first. What? What? You've got CRT out there. Well, the first thing you have to do is recognize the color of somebody's skin. That's racism. That's racism, folks. Just like not acknowledging that Yuval Noah Harari supports Hitler every time he can, and uh, that the the uh, you know Soros crew and all these guys are supporting a country that has a Nazi regiment in their military, that's anti-Semitism. You want to talk about anti-Semitic? We got George Soros and Yuval Noah Harari, the kings of anti-Semitism. You want to talk about racism? Anybody promoting a DEI or CRT, that's racism because the first thing they say is look at the color of our skin. But as Goebbels said, accuse the enemy of that which you do. Again, a tactic they learned from the Nazis. I don't know, folks. Uh, I don't know. I know that uh, I don't care what they call me. I'm happy to fight them. And you know what? I'll be happy to go on record on camera and talk to you. And let's see what people think. Let's have this argument. Let's have this conversation in the open. Let's talk about why it is that we can. I can play for you probably a half hour straight of clips of Yuval Noah Harari talking about Hitler, yet nobody's calling him anti-Semitic. Not one person. Unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. All right. Um, I think this is really important here, right? Uh, we've got some, this is, this is just crucial. Uh, headline, calls grow to indict Hillary Clinton, Obama, and Biden for Russia collusion hoax after GA charges drop. Okay, Jim Jordan, McCarthy, and all the rest of you Republicans that like to run your mouth about how freedom-oriented you are. Uh, impeachment? Is it time? I mean, what are we waiting for? Right? More garbage charges, more nonsense. But I'm there is one good thing about these charges, right? And this is important. This crooked Fanny, whatever her name is, attorney, Fanny Willis. I mean, her name is Fanny. 
That's a terrible name. I'm sorry. I just don't like that name. Uh, you're named after a butt. But I guess that's appropriate here. Anyways, um, Fanny Willis has done one really good thing with this. She indicted on this the entirety of anyone even remotely related to this Trump thing. All right. So these people are now going to be pulling together in a massive way. Mark Meadows and uh, Rudy and Jenna, all these guys, listen, you're either coming together on this or you're going to all deal with it. So that's a good way to unite the troops. The other thing is, is it's just garbage. I mean, it's a garbage indictment. I mean, this whole thing is predicated on the fact that they believe that uh, Trump actually didn't believe, didn't think that the election was stolen, which they can't, I mean, good luck on that one. You know, uh, this, this whole thing is just trash. Uh, but you've got, you know, this, uh, but the key here and the thing that I want to focus on is I want to know when Jim Jordan and McCarthy are going to drop him, are going to, you know, push these impeachment charges. How much more do we got to do? How much more? I mean, they won't even impeach Merrick Garland. How much has to happen before you start the impeachment process, guys? I mean, what, what, what's got to occur? Does, does Joe Biden actually have to be on video shooting someone? I mean, would you do it then? I, I'm thinking not. I, you know, But this is, you can thank Mitch McConnell and a bunch of other cowards for this. And you can also, I mean, listen, Jim Jordan can throw McCarthy out of the speakership. He's got the ability to do it. He just doesn't have the gonads to do it. He doesn't have the cojones to fight. He likes to get on Fox News and tell everybody he's going to do another investigation. But I'm tired of seeing investigations, folks. I'm tired of investigations. I don't need more investigations. How much more do you need to investigate? You do an investigation to see whether there or not criminal activity occurred. How much more do we need? Once you've found the criminal activity, what are you going to do with it? What we're seeing right now is that these investigations were never about uncovering anything because they've uncovered too much. What they were about was tricking you into thinking these guys are doing something. If you're not part of the Uniparty, do something. Where are you on this? I'm tired of these rhinos. And I'm tired the almost worse than the rhino. There might be one group that I'm starting to think is worse than rhinos, right? So you got Mitch McConnell, the ED leader of the Senate, Mitt Romney, and those two make me absolutely sick, right? They're rhinos. But I'm now starting to see another level, and I'm starting to ask this question. What about the guys that pretend to be freedom warriors that are really rhinos? It's like, if you're, if you're going to claim to be a freedom warrior, it's time to man up, right? It's time to man up. I want to know where the Freedom Caucus is on this. I want to know where the, why the Freedom Caucus has not taken a position on Donald Trump's uh, indictment. And I want to know when they're going to do something with it. I, that's it. Just real simple. Um, I'm tired of this, folks. I'm tired of seeing this nonsense. I'm tired of this corruption. I want to know where the Freedom Caucus is. Freedom Caucus all wants to stand out there. They want to go on Fox News and tell everybody headlines about how, how tough they are. Okay, let's see it. Speak up. Do something. I don't want to hear more hearings. I want to see an impeachment. I want to see multiple impeachments. 
And I want to see the Republican AGs start doing the same thing that the Democrats are doing. Why aren't the Republican AGs in the states doing something? Where are these guys? Now, Trump is claiming, according to Daily Mail, that uh, next week he's going to come out and he's got an irrefutable report on Georgia election fraud. Okay, good. Republican Georgia, by the way. Georgia's a Republican state. What are you going to do about it, Republicans? Where are the Republicans? What is the GOP doing? What they aren't doing is anything related to anything that we the people care about, right? They they don't care about we the people. They're not fighting for we the people. They're not doing anything we the people. They're just cowering in the corner and waiting for their next headline so that they can get get another vote. But they won't actually do anything. We need some real fighters in Congress, not cowards that like to shoot their mouth off. And I'm going to tell you something. They redistricted, so Jim Jordan's no longer in my district. Uh, he was my rep during COVID and wouldn't meet with me about COVID because he likes to shoot his mouth off, but he doesn't actually want to do anything. Okay. Um, but his his district's very close to me. I'm calling on my Ohio brothers and sisters. If you live in Ohio and you are in Jim Jordan's district, you need to be calling Jim Jordan's office and asking him if he's going to actually do anything to protect Donald Trump or just have another hearing. If he's just going on getting headlines or if he's going to do something. I mean, he ought to be speaking up about Sherry Tenpenny, too. She's in Ohio. He ought to be speaking up on a lot of these things. What's he doing? Just looking for more headlines, folks. I would love Jim Jordan to prove me wrong. I'd love to see him do something. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to do something other than shoot his mouth off. He could play political hardball on this, and if there's ever been a time for someone who wants to position themselves as a uh, a true conservative leader to do it, now's the time. Jim, where are you? You want to shoot your mouth off? Let's see what you got. All right. Uh, World Net Daily, speaking of rhinos, new Republican group launches campaign to encourage more support for the Nazis in Ukraine. I mean, because we need to support the Nazis in Ukraine. These Democrat Republicans, I'm sorry, is there a difference? They can't figure out why we won't support Ukraine. Why don't we want to send another bazillion dollars to Ukraine? So Sarah Longwell and uh, Bill Kristol, never Trump, Uh, are going to lead Republicans for Ukraine because God knows we want to support a country that has Nazis in their military. They say too many of the party's leaders seem to think there's no penalty to be paid for standing against the Ukrainian democracy. It's not democracy. This is garbage. This is absolute garbage. Bill Kristol is a sellout. Okay, he, I don't know what, he, what he's supporting, but he's nothing but a neocon play, uh, placeholder, right? If, this, if Bill Crystal's a Republican, then I don't want to be a Republican, okay? This is the reason I got problems with the Republicans, because people like Bill Crystal and whoever Sarah Longwell is, the Republicans for Ukraine. Let me tell you why Americans aren't and Republicans aren't supporting Ukraine. Our country's on fire, it's burning to ashes, and you're standing billions of dollars there while our economy's collapsing, our dollar's collapsing, and uh, we don't want to support a group of Nazis. We just don't. 
Why would we want to do that? I'm not anti-Semitic. I don't support people who are anti-Semitic. Like Yuval Noah Harari, George Soros, or the Nazis in Ukraine. I don't support anti-Semitism. You want to know why I don't like these guys? Because they're crooks. They're anti-Semites. They're evil. But no, let's send more money to them, right? Let's send more money. I want to know from Bill Crystal why he supports a nation that has Nazis in their military. I want someone to ask Bill Crystal why it is that he thinks it's okay to send money to a country that has Nazis in their military. When Bill Crystal can answer that, I'll explain to him in great detail why else I think that we shouldn't support Ukraine. But until he can explain why he wants to support a country that has Nazis in their military, I don't care what Bill Crystal has to say. He's a big mouth that's irrelevant. And he is the same, he is the embodiment of the problem with the Republican Party. Whatever the neocons want, the neocons get. This is the problem. I don't want war. I don't want a world war. I don't support Ukraine. I support the people in Ukraine, just like I support the people everywhere. But the government of Ukraine is corrupt. I don't support the Nazis in Ukraine either, by the way. I don't support a country that's going to have Nazis in their military. Support us at TomRens.com. Share this show. Share the America Out Loud Network. We'll be back again soon. 